Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. The most important thing, we make decisions about winning, about putting the best team on the ice. I think it's it goes beyond communication. It goes to a relationship. Here's drilled him with a right hand and missed with a wild right. Lands a right to the shoulder. You know, it's up to us to uh, get the fans excited. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platbomb. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. seen me in my prime welcome everybody this is oilers now it is brought to you by our title sponsor digitex buy or lease your next office network printer from the digitex.ca e-commerce store alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office it and supplies we open up with bruce springsteen he turned 70 today wow this is oilers now brendan escott is with us brendan have you ever seen the boss live unfortunately not I went to a concert with him, and I'm thinking it was in uh, it was in either '92 or '93 at uh, what was then Northlands Coliseum. I went with John Sexsmith uh, from uh, Global Sports, and the boss back in the mid '80s uh, declined coming to Edmonton despite the fact that there were over seventy thousand signatures to get him into town to play at Commonwealth Stadium. Then he played at. Uh, at uh, Rex, you know, what later would become Rexall Place. Uh, it was then Northlands Coliseum. And that night was the night, I think the Blue Jays were playing at, you know what, it would have been 92. And uh, Toronto was playing Atlanta in the World Series. And for some reason, I thought Pat Borders hit a home run that night. But uh, the irony of uh, going with uh, John Sexsmith is yesterday, the Red Deer Rebels were in town and John's son, Joel, was playing. There was a, a kid uh, that... Uh, Went to the same school as my daughter, Kyle Masters, that was playing for Red Deer. Got all these uh, dads that played various levels of hockey, and you're you're seeing a whole wave of kids come through. And I watched the Oil Kings. The Oil Kings got some real talented young players, Dylan Gunther, and it was a busy weekend. Hit the uh, Golden Bears football game on Saturday. Oh, yeah, the Oilers. The show's called Oilers now. Well, let's get to it. Got a jam-packed edition, first half hour of the show. We'll uh, hit on the Oilers winning their uh, preseason game Friday night. With a uh, victory over the Calgary Flames, final score six to two. 
Is it six? Yeah, six two. Uh, and then we're going to get an update uh, from Mark Spector, Sportsnet spec for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta from Kelowna. The team flew immediately following the game. Jacoby didn't really have anything to do. Uh, team had a full off day Saturday, practice yesterday, and uh, they're on the ice as we speak in Kelowna. John Shannon, our NHL insider, twelve thirty five, one oh five today. Jason Ferris, who sort of wrote like the definitive uh, book on um, NHL general managers a number of years ago, and he's got a new book out called It Takes 23 to Win. Former Dallas Stars executive Jason Ferris joining us. Oilers now at 105. Speaking of the Edmonton Oil Kings, general manager Kurt Hill at 135. Here's how you can reach us on a River Creek Resort Casino hotline. 780-496-0063. They've got Who's Live anyways. September 28th. That's uh, What day is that? Is that like Saturday? That is Saturday, which also happens to be the night that I'll be in Calgary as the Oilers clean up uh, their preseason action. Uh, who's live anyway at River Cree Resort Casino? Tickets at rivercreeresort.com. You can text us at 630-630. Our Heartland Ford text line. Heartland Ford's been on board with us for the last year. We appreciate their support of Oilers now. Uh, not your small town dealership out in Heartland Ford in Fort Saskatchewan with a new huge state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, Brendan at Brendan Escott. How was your birthday Friday? It was busy. I didn't get home from the Eskimos game until about 11.30. But, uh, then you, did you go back out? <laughs> uh, not that night. We went out the next night. All though, right. Got, got after it the next night? Absolutely. You didn't pull like an all-nighter and roll in around 6.30 in the morning? And no, no. Maybe have that, a couple honestly, honestly, that happened on Thursday. That happened on the 20th itself. So. Oh, I, I, was, I was wondering why yeah, you were so crappy on Friday's show. But, uh, <laughs> hey. <laughs> just kidding. Rule number one, you can, you can uh, if you're going to soar all night, right, better be ready to get up early. Absolutely. Bottom line. Here has got to play hurt life, all right? That's John Tortorella talked about that as well. All right, to our Oilers now, Audio Vault for Direct Workwear, where safety meets savings in Edmonton, Fort McMurray, and online at directworkwear.com. Oilers, uh, it was Calgary that the Edmonton played on Friday, right, Brendan, just to confirm? Absolutely. All right, let's get to the recap. Second game in as many nights, and the fourth and five, a busy preseason week one for the Edmonton Oilers, wraps up tonight at Rogers Place with a first of two preseason battles of Alberta. Nurse's shot deflected wide, Colby Cave out to Larson, Rister deflected. Alex Tason from above the hash marks with a perfect redirect. And Edmonton takes a 1-0 lead at 2.44. Career years across the board for the Flames. In from the right-hand side, a shot save. Rebound score, Sam Bennett. Pounded at home off the initial shot, and we've got a tie game. He'll bang it around the boards. Oh, Manjapani was smoked by Manning. Centering pass, wristed, and a blocker save made. Ronaldo for the Flames. Centering pass, Lombard shoots and scores. 2-1. Two-on-one developing. Nugent Hopkins tried to center the center. Larson then got his own backhander and bumped it on. Drop pass to Darnell Nurse. Wrist shot. Short side scores. Edmonton takes a 3-2 lead. That was a real tough goal against on John Gillies. He lost the uh, right side post, tried to hug it, and... He almost picked off the side of the poles. Dreisaitl brought it in. Probably should have been a slashing call. Not coming. But that is an American Hockey League giving up goal, given up by John Gillies. Backhanding it out to the point. Ethan Bear, offensive zone. Power play. Shot goal. Low glove on John Gillies and Zach Cass. 
Cassian scores a power play goal to make it 4-2. Drysaddle able to pull his way through. One-timer score. Got it back from Gagne and buried it. 5-2 Edmonton. Ten seconds as he hits the line. Gagne centers. Deflected home. And 6-2 will be our final score as Gagne gets a friendly bounce. All right, some thoughts very quickly on that game. Obviously, John Gillies had a terrible night in goal. I mean, he could not find the puck. That was uh, part of a turning point overall. Uh, Anton Bertasov, quicker than I thought for a big man, can certainly shoot the pill and uh, will probably get himself another game. But the Edmonton Oilers are currently at 48 contracts. Dave Tippett, Oilers head coach, following the game on Bertasov. Yeah, we're just seeing how he... I thought he did all right for the first game over here and, and basically... Not much practice, just a chalk talk and away you go. I thought he was all right. I thought he was all right. That's it's intriguing. He shoots the puck a ton. Like when he gets it, he shoots it. He had one good chance that uh, he zinged it off the goalie's shoulder on the one off the wing there. But so we'll see. We'll just it's uh, it's one of those things. You got to keep it moving forward and see where it goes. All right. Um, yeah, that's uh, Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. So the team flew immediately following the game into Kelowna. And uh, long story short, they hit the ice. Uh, they had an off day Saturday. They hit the ice yesterday. Dave Tippett had this to say on how the team is shaping up in his head right now. This was after yesterday's practice. Uh, it's clearer just because I've got to know the players better, you know. But there's still positions up for grabs. I mean, there's still a, you know, there's still a couple of injury situations we're looking at. There's a couple of. Uh, you know, the defense is it's not set in stone by any stretch. Chris Russell hasn't played yet. Hopefully, I mean, that was his first good practice today. Uh, so hopefully we can him, get him going. Uh, Pearson has been all right in his two games. Bear has been all right in his games also. Lagason's been fine. So there's still some, uh, still some tinker in there to do. All right, uh, so Oilers head coach Dave Tippett. Mike Smith is back. He's good to go. Uh, he had this. To, we're going to run the clip, Brendan, on him getting back in a playing shape. I think when anyone gets sick, it takes a few days to kind of get back in the, the rhythm of things and um, to get over that um, initial shock of, you know, being down and out. So I think, uh, I don't think it undoes everything. That's, that's you know, I worked real hard this summer to, to get in the best shape possible and to be as healthy as possible. And um, just a freak thing that, you know, this happened this time of the year. But um, the positive thing is that hopefully this was, uh, this is it for the rest of the season. I was talking to somebody out of Kingston. Uh, apparently, there's a high propensity for Lyme disease. Interesting. Did not know that Mike Smith grew up in Kingston. Uh, and, and sometimes people think with extended illnesses that, that it turns out to actually be Lyme disease. I'm not a doctor, but I play one on TV. Mark Spector is in Kelowna. Let's go to him right now. Spec, how you doing? Pretty good. That's uh, quite the diagnosis you're making. From I'm just letting you know. A long ways away. Yes, uh, <laughs> a regular listener to the show. I, I think you met him actually. Uh, has just uh, we were talking about illnesses the other day. So anyhow, Mark, uh, you're in Kelowna as we speak. The team's on the ice as we speak. You put a tweet out this morning regarding the uh, uh, battle for because uh, we know what's going on with goal. We know it's going to be Koskinen and Smith and Starrett's going to go down. Uh, but on defense, there's still some question mark there. I, for me, it's a battle between, I think, Lagason and uh, Bear, and I think I personally have Bear marginally ahead. Just to set the perspective straight, do you believe that there's no chance that uh, Brandon Manning's going to be kept as a seventh defenseman? Yeah, I think, that, I think that the younger guys, there's sort of three levels here, Paul. 
you know, there's Bouchard, who's a fresh, young, first-year pro, who has to have top six minutes if you stand. I don't know if you stand. I think he's going back. There's Then there's Lagason and Bear. They're third-year pros. So I think as long as those two guys show that they can play, I think that Ken Holland's okay with keeping one of them, and, and maybe they'll spend not a ton of time in the press box, but some time, because they are third-year pros. They can handle it. So to me, the showing from Bear and Lagos and Bob has, has told me that they're not going to need Brandon Manning up here. I think Brandon Manning will go down, and I think it's really a, a push between Bear and Lagason to make this team. Yeah, I, uh, I I would tend to agree with that perspective. Mark, uh, for the second consecutive day, the lines up front are McDavid, Drysaddle, and Cassier, uh, Cassian Neal is on the wing with Nugent Hopkins at center and Gagne. Shan with Karen Archibald. That's the top nine. Uh, yeah. Cave with Chason and Russell today. Okay, uh, Granlin yesterday, so today it's Russell. Yeah, uh, they didn't have... Uh, Granlin is not on the ice today. And then they got Haas, Nygaard, and Bertasov and Yurko. Mark, I gotta tell you, I, I think Nygaard's on the team. Like, I just... I, he got hit in the face with, or he got a skate in the face and got opened yeah. up. He was leaking pretty bad. But I think he's on the team. Do you agree or disagree? I do, too. No, I do, too. I think his speed, and, and he's already shown an ability to take that speed into the interior. Like, some, you know, we saw Toby, Tobias Reeder had a lot of speed, too, but it stayed outside the dots. Uh, Nygaard's shown that he'll go inside with that speed and get to the, you know, places you got to go to score goals. So I think he'll make the team, too. Bob, I talked to him face-to-face yesterday. He's got a nasty cut on his left cheek, like, I said, it's like a homage to Borea Solming, and he kind of laughed. He goes, yeah, you're right. So he's okay, and it could have been worse, man. He, he he was bent over. The Calgary player kicked the skate up. I mean, honestly, it could have been an eye. It could have been right in the mouth. So he's, he's even though he'll have a scar on that cheek, uh, it could have been a lot worse for him. Mark, are you hearing any? I mean, you're you're in Kelowna. I don't know how much time you spent at Oak, uh, Oak and Crew uh, in uh in the Grand Okanagan there. Uh, but anyhow, because uh, <laughs> I know, as you know, I go there every year for a week. But just uh, just a thought on, uh, you heard anything else? You heard any whispers or rumblings about Pugliarvi potentially? Um, it, it, if there's anything that's picked up trade-wise there. I have, not, I have not heard that. And I think we're at a real dead spot for transactions, Bob. Yeah. Every organization right now is focused on strategically trying to get a couple guys through waivers because everyone, you know, sure, I've been looking at the waiver list every day. There's 20 guys that no one's getting picked up. This is the first round. As we know, now teams are getting down to 26, 27, 28 guys. There's every team has a couple guys now that might get picked up, you know, that that are dangerous to get picked up. So uh, I'll tell you right now, there's no trades coming up in my, in the history of hockey I've watched. Not a lot of trades between now and the start of the season. I think Paul Yarby's in that state where he needs to just continue to produce. He's producing over there. Give him credit. Leading his team in scoring. Uh, and if there is a deal, I predict it's a November situation. Bob, how about you? Yeah, that certainly uh, conceivably makes uh, sense. Spec, just uh, very quickly, and we got you. We'll have you for an hour tomorrow. Uh, down at Rogers Place on a game day. Uh, Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector, brought to you by the Horses Horse Racing Alberta. Live standard bed racing Friday nights and Sunday days at Century Miles and Saturday afternoon at Track on 2 in Lacombe. Uh, very quickly, the Edmonton Eskimos have lost four in a row. The Alberta Golden Bears have beaten three straight top 10 teams. <laughs> it's 
the first time since '09 that the Bears have put together a three-game win streak. So, you know what? They've had a lot of tough times. And I noticed they're winning every game, Bob, on last second. Oh, yeah. And long drives, in the, you know, in the two-minute drill. So, listen, they've earned some success there. They've, they've kept their head down. They've had a ton of tough years. I'm happy to see the U of A Golden Bears football program with a few wins under its belt. Boy, it's been a long time coming, hasn't it? Yeah, Chris Moore, Chris Moore is a great guy. Hey, Spec, we'll see you tomorrow, bud. All right, thanks, Bobby. You bet. That's Mark Spector, Stoffer Inspector for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. You wanted to jump in here. Best Golden Bear football's player, football player that you've ever seen. Is he on this year's rendition? Is that why there's so much success? Or? Uh, I think it, yeah. Well, you know what? I think it's a little early there. They got a pretty good tackle named O'Donnell. It's going to go in the top 10 of the draft. Best Golden Bear football player I personally ever saw was Trent Brown. Trent Brown uh, played eight or nine years, was an all star safety in the CFL. Uh, he could play receiver. He could play cornerback in uh, at the university level for Jim Donlevy. They celebrated Coach Donlevy's life uh, Saturday over at Footfield. I bumped into several of the uh, old boys, uh, and some of those guys are getting old now. They're older than me. Uh, no, I'd say, you know, the, the whole story of the Brown family is remarkable. James, uh, James H. Brown, many people know, uh, prominent uh, injury law firm here in town. That's all they do. Uh, is injury law, so they're really good at it. But uh, Jim Brown, Trent's dad, broke his neck as a member of the Edmonton Oil Kings and had to give up his hockey career. So the grandfather of uh, of Trent was uh, an Olympian. Talk about an athletic family. But Trent Brown was unbelievable as a university football player, and he became a all-star safety in the CFL, and he had a heck of a run. So I would say he would be... Blake Dermott was pretty good, but how do you notice the defensive? You don't really notice defensive nose tackles, Brendan. You know what I mean? A guy that uh, gets like he was like Deion Sanders in university football. That's who he was like back in the uh, late '80s, early '90s. He was that. They wouldn't kick to him because he was an exceptional return guy. Uh, he bulked up to play safety in the CFL, and then he uh, lawyered himself up, and uh, now he's uh, in charge of. Uh, uh, a pretty uh, prolific law firm. So Larry Havitt, that does a great job in injury law. It is 12:23 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Uh, when we get back, NHL Today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored branded programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time, elite promotional marketing. Wow, that happened quickly with Braden Point. Brendan will tell you about it when we get back. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chad. Brandon does a great job loading those babies up uh, within 20 minutes of the completion of the show. It's 1226 in Edmonton. Let's get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing, building tailored programs for your team or business where your order is done on time every time. Elite promotional marketing. What do you got, Brendan? Well, just like that, Braden Point has agreed to a three-year Bridgedale with the Tampa Bay Lightning, $6.75 million per season. He is coming off a 92-point campaign with Tampa in his third full NHL season. So that leaves us with Patrick Laine, Kyle Connor, Matthew Kachuk, and Miko Rantanen as the remaining un 
unsigned RFAs. Former Oiler uh, Eric Griba retired following his PTO with the Flames. He finishes up his NHL career with 43 points across 289 games. Down in Dallas, Fort McMurray, Scotty Upshaw released from his PTO as well. Pittsburgh signed its first round pick from June's draft. Sam Poulin agreeing to a three-year entry-level contract after 76 points in 67 games for the Sherbrooke Phoenix in the queue. The Edmonton Oil Kings took both games from Red Deer this weekend, winning 4-2 on the road on Saturday, 4-1 at Rogers Place yesterday. Captain Scott Atkinson had two goals on Saturday. 20-year-old Riley Sawchuk doing the same yesterday. So up next, a road date in Calgary this Friday, and then uh, Lethbridge in town on Sunday. The U of A Golden Bears lost to the Dinos in exhibition action at the Claire Drake on Friday night, 4-3 there. The following night, down the road, they rebounded with a 5-4 overtime win. It was Grayson Polinchuk scoring the overtime winner for the Bears, who head down to Vancouver for a pair of games against UBC this weekend. Yeah, that opens up their regular season. By the way, just as an aside, Brendan, I know you're an NFL fan, as you know, so am I. Uh, did you watch KC Baltimore yesterday? Yeah, we had Red Zone on, so I got to see plenty of the game. Well, that was an awesome, that was a good oh, game. for man. sure. It's, Is Lamar Jackson better than you thought? Absolutely. As a passer, we know what he's like as a runner. He might be the most gifted runner in the league, but as a passer, uh-huh. he's getting it done, too. It's funny, if you'd seen Vince Young, did you, did you ever watch the... 2000, well, technically it's the 2005 season, but the 06 National Championship game, USC and, and uh, Texas. It's called the Game Reg- of the Century. Bush and yeah, yeah, Young, it's the right? Game of the yeah. Century. It's considered by many to be the greatest college football game played in the modern era. Uh, if you'd seen Vince Young play in that game, you would have thought, you know, he's going to be a star in the NFL. And he was the AFC Rookie of the Year his first year with the Titans. And then it went downhill. But Lamar Jackson has a different type of drive. You know, because guys keep saying he's not good enough to play quarterback. I'm start. I don't know about you. I'm starting to think that guy's going to be good enough to play quarterback. I'm starting to believe too. He's pretty good. And oh, by the way, Mahomes ain't bad either. Twelve twenty nine in Edmonton. Off to a global news weather ta- traffic update with Cassandra Jodlam. When we come back, our headliner John Shannon for touchback safety. Oilers now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio six thirty. Chad.